Welcome to this episode of Studio B. My name is Sarah Scott. Thanks for hanging out today. Well, today in this episode, we are talking about collaboration and co-writing with Aaron Pollock. Now, we're always reminded that things are best when they come together. And I personally believe, as we have discussed in a previous podcast, that when we do come together, we can create a diverse, a strong and vibrant and very wonderful music community in any genre, wherever you are at. We're taking a bit of a deeper dive into this on this episode with Aaron Pollock on how you can find your tribe of people on how you can create those connections yourself and how collaborations are so, so important. And we talk about co-writing and how that is actually very exponential when it comes to this as well, because they both share a bridge building capability. And music itself, it empowers, it strengthens, and it inspires us. So why not as a community, why don't we empower, strengthen, and inspire each other? You know, so why not collaborate? And that is what we are talking about with Aaron Pollock. So Aaron Pollock, he is a Calgary-born country artist, and he is an old-school storyteller with a modern flair. Very true. That is from his bio, but it's very true. He has over 500 songs in his catalog, and he is establishing himself as one of the most sought-after songwriters in the Canadian industry. That is why he is perfect to talk to about this, because He is a very, very strong co-writer with numerous artists. As a co-writer, he has been nominated twice in the Song of the Year category at the 2019 Country Music Alberta Awards. He also achieved his first iTunes number one as a co-writer with All Over It by Ben Chase. Last year, Aaron Pollock, he shared the stage with heavy-hitting artists including Brett Kissel, Jocelyn Ellis, and Sean Hook. He was also selected to participate in Project Wild, a very prestigious Alberta-based development competition. He's worked extensively with CCMA-nominated duo Leaving Thomas, having co-written four tracks on the duo's sophomore album released in May of 2019. And also, 2017, Aaron Pollock has been recognized by the Nashville Songwriters Association as a one to watch. Aaron also has his own singles such as Wildfire, I Don't Drink Whiskey Anymore, Nothing Much These Days, and I Will Carry You, featuring Annika. So you can see why Aaron is establishing himself as one of the most sought-after songwriters in the Canadian industry. So here we are with Aaron Pollock talking about collaboration and co-writing with Studio B's Better Together. Tell us a bit about yourself, how you got into music and what you do and who you've worked with and how you got into songwriting. I guess that's a bit of a long story. I'll give you the, the Coles notes on it. So I've been I've been playing music my whole life since I was probably like three or four. I started off playing violin and then moved to piano and moved to playing guitar. And music was just always what I was passionate about. Like my first words as a child were B for violin. I was like just super obsessed with it at a very early age. And I remember just like being able to sit for hours listening to music when my parents were having dinner or whatever. It was something I've always just really enjoyed. I never really thought music was a viable career path for me. I guess I just didn't have the courage to to pursue it when I was in high school, or I just didn't know how to do it. Music became just more of a hobby for me, and I got more interested in sports and chasing girls around and that kind of thing. And I went to university to get a degree, so I decided to do that. And I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I but I was you know pretty bad at math, and I was okay at English and social studies. So I figured, okay, I'll try and be a lawyer because that's what you do if you're good at those subjects. 
eventually found myself working in politics on a couple of campaigns and then in the Alberta legislature. When I was doing that, I kind of realized that I was miserable and didn't like my job and that I felt like I was kind of not doing what I was supposed to be doing with my life. And I realized like, if you're this unhappy, why don't you just go for it and just try and make something yourself and try and commit to your, you know, your passion. I quit my job in Edmonton, moved back to Calgary. And at the time I used to play rock and roll type music more so. So I started doing that. Um, I ended up playing comp- competitions and one of them was uh, Indie Week in Toronto. And I was playing in that. And then one of the judges asked if he could Skype with me later because he had some feedback for me. So I excitedly Skyped with him and he said, hey man, like, you know, you, you sounded good up there, but your songs need a lot of work. Like you're kind of all over the place. I didn't really know what to think. So when I got that, I was, that was a big wake up call. I was like, oh man, I should really work on my songwriting. So it was like 2015 and I really started to dive into songwriting then. So I grew up in Calgary, which is like country music runs in the blood of, of Calgary. So I've been around it my whole life. My parents didn't really listen to it when I was growing up. So I liked country, but it wasn't, I wasn't as familiar with it growing up. But uh, when I got into songwriting is when I really started to dive into that genre. And I realized like, wow, it's a genre that is all about the lyrics. It places the storytelling uh, about any other genre. And um, that just really spoke to me because that's what I love about music, the lyrics. Like, I feel like I'm meant to do with my life is to, to write music, I guess. That's what I feel like I wanted to do with it. When I started doing that, started writing country music and started just to work on my craft of songwriting, I started writing with whoever I possibly could, just reaching out to anyone I knew who was a songwriter. And when I'm just meeting this huge network of people in Calgary and Alberta and Canada and even a bit down in the States and through that, um, a couple of years later, I've a bunch of these songs I've written with various other people have gotten cut and are available on the internet. I'm always meeting new people and f- feel like I've kind of been able to find my voice as a writer and an artist. And it's been a really long journey for me, but like I'm so grateful that it's been long because when it all comes full, uh, full circle and you find you know meaning what you're doing, it's that much sweeter, I guess, when you took a long time to get there. You've, you've gained experiences and you've gained some growth and you've gained some successes. You've had some falls and some wins and all that kind of stuff, but it makes those successes feel so much sweeter. Absolutely. More so than anything, the falls that I had and the failures that I had, those are what I value more than anything because without those experiences, those changed the course of what I was doing more than anything. And those gave me the skills and the strength to be able to stand up when it mattered and to put me on the path to hopefully seeing some success that'll be that much more validating down the road. All of my heroes in the songwriting community have said the same thing. Like failure is just part of the process. It doesn't just means you get up and try again. And, you know, the people that are willing to do that are the ones that ultimately succeed, I believe. So I'm just going to keep doing that. I fully expect to keep failing a lot <laughs> going forward. So I'm ready for it. Hey, that's pretty exciting. And I really, really respect that. Now, I'm pretty sure we met, I think it was 2015. Yeah. Was at an AWOL Nation concert. And I didn't know who you really were. You didn't know who I was at all. And I just remember walking up to you being like, hey, aren't you in that band? And I'm so sorry. I can't remember the band name right now, but it was a rock band, wasn't it? The Canards. That's what we were called. Yeah. (laughs) The Canards. And it was just the funniest thing because... I had no idea who you were back then. And you're like, who is this crazy person talking to me? Probably. But that was a good concert. That, that was an incredible concert. I had such a good time. I, w- I went by myself to that show because I couldn't find a friend that wanted to go. But I was just such a big fan. And they totally delivered. 2015, you said, was when you really started to get your grip on songwriting and really start focusing on that. And what did you learn in the last five years with your songwriting? And what are some tips and tricks you could share with other artists on your end on how to continue to grow their songwriting? It's a big question for sure. 
for me, I started by like listening to or finding music that I thought was good and that wanted they accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. So I started like studying up on the greats and in, in the genre of country. And like, you know, when I started doing that, I stumbled upon like Keys Stop Loving Hearts Day by George Jones and Hello Darling by Conway Twitty and Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain by Willie Nelson and songs like that. I had to figure out like, okay, like what what in a song moves you personally? What brings emotion out of you? Try to figure that out and recognize that in other songs. And I guess when I started out, I started by like reading books, looking online and joining groups of like, you know, up and coming songwriters or like the National Songwriters Association, National Songwriters Association. And I think when you're starting out, it's very important to like learn the fundamental rules of the craft because ultimately it's a craft that to me is a lot like writing an essay in school in terms of like how you put it together. If you're writing in the Nashville style, it's like very intricate and it's like an essay. It all fits together perfectly and you have to really cultivate that attention to detail. But once you kind of get a grasp of the fundamentals of writing, the only thing that is going to make you better is just reps. You're just going to need to write all the time. But the thing is, you could also write a bunch of songs and not get anywhere if you don't have the right mindsets. You need to be writing as much as you can, but you also need to try and cultivate an open mindset if you can to like where you're you're comfortable admitting that you screwed up. You're comfortable admitting this wasn't very good. And more than anything, like just being comfortable with failure, like you're going to write a lot of songs that are bad at the start. Everybody does. And more than anything, you, you just got to believe in yourself. You know, what if I just keep doing this, this bad song that I have in front of you right now, this is teaching me how to write a good song. Don't give up, I guess, is the, the fundamental. It is as simple as that in a sense as simple, but you got to write the good, the bad and the ugly all at once to get to the greatness, you know? Songwriting is very much like to write a good song with somebody, you have to be able to to hang out with them. I'm a firm believer. Like it's all about as well, like developing relationships with people and like not in a way that you like are trying to use them, but like you need to genuinely connect with people. You need to find people that you feel like understand you as a songwriter and that you understand them. And it's about just being a nice person, treating others how you'd want to be treated. And if you keep doing that and working hard, then your chances are pretty good, I would say. The Calgary Songsmiths. These guys are awesome. They have workshops, resources, mentoring opportunities to perform, and educational sessions on different aspects of the songwriting business. There are no membership fees and the sessions are open to all. You can find out more details on their Facebook page under Calgary Songsmiths on Instagram or on Twitter. And make sure you keep checking back for updates on sessions and events on their Facebook or Instagram pages as well. The Calgary Songsmiths, keep doing what you're doing. I absolutely love it and I'm happy to get the word out for you. For sure. We're definitely going to be talking about the collaborations here with artists in many different sense and why it is so important. But one question I have before that is we're very lucky here in Canada that we do have a very supportive community of not just country artists but every genre of artists it seems you know but if there was one thing and this is a big question but I've always wanted to ask somebody this in the industry and have an honest answer about it but if there's one thing in the industry that you wish that you could change right now what would it be there's a lot of great people in the industry but there also is a lot of like you know negativity and people tearing one another down people comparing themselves to one another and being a competitive mindset as opposed to like being in a collaborative mindset. One thing that really, you know, pisses me off more than anything is when people are out there talking smack about other people's music, like especially if it's music that's like good, but it's just not their cup of tea. Like, you know what, you're free, you're free to your own opinions, but like you're not putting anything positive into this world. If you're out there just slamming somebody, you're not contributing anything. It's not even cool, I think. So like, you don't like somebody's music, that's fine. Just like, don't listen to it. 
and go say something positive about music that you like. Bringing negativity into the industry like that just doesn't make our industry any better or any easier for anybody in it. So there's a lot of that out there and people run into it in different ways. But I think it's important as an artist to like set your sights on like who's who are the people you want to hang around? Like, is there is it people who are trying to talk smack and gossip or and like bring other people down? Or is it people who are seeing the good in the music that's out there and that are excited about what's happening and not in that negative mindset. So I guess that's, that would be what I would change if I could, even though that's a tough thing to change. You can't really, but that's one thing that grinds my gears. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that kind of does lead into our topic of collaboration because that's actually kind of what got me started on this conversation of collaboration, because I still do feel, although we are supportive, there are people that do not really support everybody and that's okay they don't have to support everybody they don't have to like everybody they don't have to be friends with everybody but it's that respect thing and what i want people to know and you may feel the same way about this is collaboration is only going to make our community any genre of music stronger and it's going to make it more i don't know how to exactly explain it it was in my head a couple minutes ago but it's just going to make everybody stronger it's going to make people have more positive outlook it's going to bring people together make it more diverse it's going to make it so even the audience feels like they're a part of it in some cases and it's really for everybody because it gets everybody on the map in some form or another absolutely that's like one of my favorite parts of the country scene to be honest is just more than any other genre music collaboration a country really like fosters collaboration with people and like, I think it goes to show that's why like country becoming so big and like so many people in the scene. I just think it's like, it's one of those beautiful feelings in the world to like have that collaborative relationship where like, if that person wins, you're genuinely just happy to see them win. You know, you're like care about that person and like, you're so happy to see them succeed and you think it's a beautiful thing. And they have that same feeling of you because like, you, you know, you got to give something up to have that like you gotta genuinely care about this other person but you get something back in return when you do that you sow the seeds of good things happening in your life when you genuinely just try and you know support people and be there for them for sure and you've been doing this for many many years collaborating with a lot of people on various different projects so how did you find your core group of people and for an emerging or independent artist right now they may feel like still a bit of an outsider Do you also have any recommendations on how they can grow their tribe of people and what they should look for and who they should look for? You kind of mentioned earlier about having people that are in your circle that are positive, bringing good energy, and that will rise you up and you can rise them up. But yeah, so how did you find your tribe and how can someone that is fairly new into the industry find their tribe? Well, I'll answer the first part of that. So how did I find my tribe, I guess, uh, first? And some of it was very serendipitous and some of it was very calculated, I guess. Like, for example, Annika Cheen, you know her, obviously, for those who don't, she was the lead singer of a band called Leaving Thomas that broke up last year uh, or earlier this year. And CCMA nominated band, hugely successful, and she's getting ready to release her debut solo record. And she was kind of the first person in the country sort of scene I started writing with in Calgary. And I discovered her on YouTube in 2012 because I have a mutual friend of hers and She's like, you got to check out my friend on YouTube. And it was Annika singing a Sam Cooke song. And I was just like, oh my God, this girl's one of the best singers I've ever heard in my life. And like, so when I was in university, I would just listen to her on YouTube while I studied sometimes. And because I was genuinely just a fan and then saw she formed a band. When she did that, I was like, well, like this was right around the time I started to songwrite. So I was like, I got to go like 
to the show and try and meet her and Brighton and try and set up a right. And, you know, I was genuinely just out of a place of being a fan. When I went up to talk to her, she was like, oh, cool. Like, who are you? Oh, you're a songwriter? Let's write sometime. It was so cool because I approached her just as genuinely as a fan, out of professional respect. And then it became so much more than that. We became really close friends and really close collaborators because of that. That being to say, like, I've had some of the best collaborative relationships in my life come out of just meeting people as well and just like getting a good vibe from them. And that's a huge part of it too. But if you're like kind of trying to find your voice and trying to figure out, like get to that point where you're writing songs that you're really comfortable with, find people who you're generally fans of what they're doing. Like their music speaks the most to you, like stuff you listen to in your spare time, if you can, or the most so in that direction that you can find. And you're going to, you're going to create the best music doing that. And also the people you're choosing to collaborate and spend your time with, like it's got to be somebody that treats you respectfully and that is a great hang and you just have an amazing time. Like I would 10 times out of 10 rather write with somebody who's an okay songwriter, but an amazing hang rather than someone who's a stellar songwriter and like an absolute dick. So no matter what, like if you're compromising, you know, letting somebody disrespect you every day when you work with them, like it's just not going to be worth it in the end. To circle back around to like how if you're up and coming or starting out to find those people that you want to collaborate with. One thing you've got to keep in mind is I made the mistake of when I was coming up, certain people would come along and say like, oh, we want to, you know, manage you or we want to do this thing for you. Or you're going to, or you're going to have to pay us this money. We can help you out like by in advance your career and some of the opportunities were legitimate. Some of them were definitely not. But I kind of felt like, oh, well, like, I can't do this myself. I need to find people who are way better than me to, like, help me out. I kind of realized, like, that's not true. I have everything it takes. Yeah, I need to work hard and, like, refine myself until I can get to that point. No one other person holds the key to your success. Like, if somebody tries to say, you need to work with me if you want to make it in this industry, that's total bull. That's a lie. Don't listen to that. You can walk away from anybody, but just, like, if you believe in yourself, you don't need other people. Other people can help you a lot, though. But find those people who, you know, you would bring home to meet your parents, who, like, who, who you're genuinely just feel like good friendship connection with, and you're going to write good music with them. For sure. Is there anybody that you have worked with or collaborated with that really surprised you that you didn't know how the turnout was going to be? And now you guys are just clicking like crazy all the time, actually, all the time. <laughs> and it's great because we have the tendency to, you know, judge books by its covers or like to make assumptions about people when you meet them. And it's not even something that happens consciously, but like you can make an assumption like based just like that on somebody that you just meet and being pleasantly surprised is like one of the coolest feelings. Not that I was negatively judging anybody, but mm-hmm. one guy that's having me with, with is Ryan Lindsay. And I always thought he was a super talented guy. Like he works really hard on his craft of singing and songwriting and performing. And like, we really got to know each other at Project Wild and he's just like a great dude and we became buddies. And, you know, we talked about writing. He has such a different style to me as an artist that I was kind of like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'd like to try it because Ryan's a great guy and he's talented. I don't know if it's going to be a great fit because we have very different styles, you know, it was like magic the first time we wrote. It was crazy how good our chemistry was and how happy it was with the songs that were coming out. And this was recently that we started writing. This was this summer. So I was so pumped when that happened. So we've gotten a couple songs that I love. We're going to keep that going. And it just goes to show like, you know, he's got a different style of music and, you know, I come from a different place musically, but like we were able to just put our heads together in a way that just felt right. So never just make assumptions that if something's going to work or what's not going to work. Yeah, you just got to give it a go. Like don't judge a book by its cover. And if you feel like you want to work with them, ask them, you know, the worst they can say is no. And that's not a bad thing. You just move on to the next person that you want to move with and try it out with them. And this kind of works into the next question I have quite well is collaborating with fellow artists, whether it's the same genre or not. 
which a lot of people have been doing it with different genres, it creates these really exceptional works of music and art. And it's one of the best ways to do so. And also collaborating is a really great way to grow your craft and learn things as well. 100%. Like that's one of the best ways to learn things about songwriting. And that's something I forgot to touch on earlier. Like if you're really serious about becoming a good writer, something that's very important for you to do is find a mentor who's got a really good grasp on a writer who you think might even be a master of the craft or like as close as you can find to that and just write with them as much as possible and sort of figure out what makes them tick and what makes their songs good. I've been lucky to find a couple of those over the years, which has been great. The thing that helps you grow the most, I guess, would just be whoever you collaborate with, like their mind works in a totally different way than yours. So like you'll be stuck on a line and they'll throw out a line. You'll be like, wow, I did not even think of that. Didn't even think of using that language. Didn't even think of using that metaphor. Didn't think about approaching it from that angle. Your songwriting, it's very easy to have a very insular experience songwriting, get very stuck in your own head in ways without being open to what other people are doing. The, the great thing about co-writing is you're always learning new stuff, learning from new people. And, you know, it's not even a conscious thing. You're just always picking up on, oh, I like what that person's doing. Oh, well, that was really cool what that person did. And it's just, you're constantly learning. Being co-writing too, you just like doing it, you actually just learn how to co-write it like, and develop that skill itself. So not just becoming a better writer, but like when to feel comfortable in the room, speaking your mind, when to shut up, which is also important too. When it's okay to take a backseat, when you should be saying stuff more and just the general etiquette of it. It's definitely a huge learning experience every time you do it. So when you co-write, if you want to be successful, just go in with an open mind and always be prepared to learn something. Also creates like a very large impact because when you're involving more people and you're kind of pooling the best ideas together and your thoughts and your different skills together, it can create hit songs, you know? Have you had any moments like that where you're just so proud of a collaboration? Oh, yeah, totally. And I've had tons of collaborations where like it's just really not worked and that's just a part of the process you have to go through. But when you get it right, you have instead of one person firing on all cylinders operating in hopefully maximum capacity, you have several people doing that. The, the end product is just going to be better if you get the right people in the room. You know, sometimes you get people in a room, like you wind up with someone who's a dynamite singer who like can come up with great melodies or somebody who's just like had so much more experience writing and, you know, could just like fire up stuff like that. And I have a lot of those. And like going back to Annika, because I write with her a lot. Um, I have a lot of moments like that with Annika and Chris Yerchuk, who's the, and Spencer Sheen, who are like, that's a group of people I write with a lot. That happens to me a lot just because I always try and write with people who I genuinely just like respect their talent. I'm genuinely just fans of them as musicians. So like, that makes the process so much more exciting when like people are saying stuff and, you know, like the person is just strumming along trying to sing what we just wrote. And I'm like, oh my God, I could like, I would, you know, I would download that. That's really cool because I really like the artist. So it's, it's such a cool thing to be able to feel like, oh yeah, we did something together. And we kind of talked about this before where you mentioned, and we both mentioned that collaborations promote growth rather than competition. And that is kind of contrary to what some artists believe and normally are bred to believe that artists aren't necessarily in this together, but it's not a competition. So how can collaborations actually properly promote strength within a community in your experience? Or I came into the country scene, like I was in the rock scene and there's no real collaboration between bands as much and that kind of stuff. But like in the country scene, from my experience, it all stems from co-writing and writing songs together because like it's so unique. You basically like create a song and it's like having a song baby together. And it's like being the, the parents of this thing. And like if it's a song that does well, it's like 
you know, you have success because of this other person and it's the success that you genuinely share with this other person. And like, when you understand that and you can kind of understand like, wow, there's actual value in like me genuinely supporting these other people because that's how it works. In the Nashville scene, they talk about that a lot too, where it's like, don't try and like hit up the people that are already outrageously successful right now find people that you really respect that at your level and eventually like you rise together one person will do something or get a song cut and buddy over here has a co-writing credit on that and that person does okay and then that person pulls in this other person to do production work and starting from the co-writing i think is what makes it so collaborative i guess and, and eliminating those animosities as much as you can in the industry just makes it so much better and like wouldn't you rather just be an award show for example and like rather be on the edge of your seat being pissed off at the other people who are nominated just being like pumped when they win awards it's so much of a better feeling than being anxious and being wanting somebody to fail that's a horrible feeling for sure because you can learn from them as well and ask them how did you get there and what steps can I take to get to your level? Or if they're at the same level, they did something right and people recognized it, but it doesn't mean that that person can't have it in the future. Yeah. And it's cool to be able to like appreciate, you know, your comp is somebody who's say competition with you on the award circuit, like just being able to like take yourself out of that mindset and like, just be like, wow, yeah, like this person's song is just great. You know, it's well crafted and it resonates and like, just not thinking about how it's going to impact you and just being like, I genuinely just think it's a great song and like respect this person for making it this far. That's really cool. You know what I think is so cool as well is sometimes you probably definitely feel as I definitely feel like this. We have good days, we have bad days, and then there are certain weeks or even a month or maybe it's just a day where you feel like you're in just such a rut artistically, mentally, emotionally. You're just in this rut and you really have a deadline to complete something or you're really wanting to get this song out before this date or you're really wanting to get music out before this time, working with other people, it can really open your mind and it can have great sort of implications that way as well. Just getting those creative juices flowing again and just having that positive influence or maybe getting some new ideas to get you out of that rut. I think that is such a cool initiative too. That's a hundred percent true. Like if we all have those ruts where you feel like you're, you feel like crap for weeks on end and like infinitely easier to pull yourself out of a rut like that with the help of somebody else. Trying to do it by yourself is just so hard, but you get somebody else involved who makes you stoked on music and like you spend five minutes with somebody else who's like has a good attitude. You genuinely kind of like can clear your head a little bit. Mm -hmm. And there's so many ways that artists can also collaborate as well. Like they can collaborate in the sense of joining each other for a certain event, for a fundraiser or for a community initiative or for a artist fundraiser or anything like that you know you don't just have to co-write even though that is a great starting point and that is how you can really get to know an artist and see if you click but you know there's other events that they can go to and also support and that also gets your name on the map and their name on the map and everybody else who's involved name on the map as well so you're kind of like I don't want to say osmosis because that sounds weird but it gives you guys a leg up in getting your name out there as well when you collaborate and get on the same stage as someone or put your name on a song or put your name on a video or a project yeah even like you know sometimes people just don't gel co-writing wise and there's nothing wrong with that just yeah. that's how it works even if you're not co-writing with somebody or collaborating with them directly you can still go to their shows you can still share their music which just it's a small gesture but it means the world to artists when you share their songs right so you can do that and like just if you're a nice person and just genuinely you're out there supporting them and you know you're clapping when they win then chances are they're going to do the same for you
And like, you know, when you're not around and people ask about you, they'll say like, yeah, this person's great. This person's a good person. And, you know, was helpful to me. And at the end of the day, I guess just you want people to treat you like how you want to be treated. So eventually it'll work out for you, I think. For sure. Another thing I've noticed recently as well, and it's so cool that artists and obviously we're humans and we have things going on. A lot of artists have side gigs that also help out other artists, such as Juliana Lane with her Not Your Designer, as well as Ethan Burke. He isn't really a musician per se, but he's a photographer, a videographer, and all that kind of stuff. And other artists have certain other talents where they can also support each other. So it's a good network to have that way because you can trade each other's skills or you can uh, work with each other's skills and promote each other's skills that way. That is really cool. And speaking of Ethan, not a lot of people know this, but he's actually a fantastic songwriter. Yeah, I've been writing with him recently and like he's he's awesome. And like, even though he doesn't typically tout himself as a writer, like he's a very, very intelligent guy and a very good musician. So like he keeps it, he plays it close to his chest, but the guy's a monster creatively. It's really cool when you're able to be a part of the creative world and like have that side hustle that can do that, where like you can still interact with people you interact with in the industry, but just do so in a different way that helps them out. Like I think what Juliana doing is doing is so cool because she's like so incredible what she does and like she's helps so many people out and like creating album art for people is huge because like you get a good piece of album art that's something you're going to remember for the rest of your life or look back on for the rest of your life and be satisfied with so and a lot of artists just don't have a skill set to do that so it's really cool you can help out in other ways yeah it's definitely really great and then that also gets the more work as well they are like hey i saw you did this for so-and-so can you do something like that for me and then also they created some really good artwork for you and that's going to be a memorable song because the artwork's also memorable or a picture is now your profile picture that a really good photographer took and people are going to be like "Ooh, they look interesting or intriguing you know so it's great that there are other ways for people to help out fellow artists and fellow industry professionals as well. It's great for networking. Absolutely is. And like, especially if everyone's out there posting your videos or like your album art or whatever it is, like sharing online, it's going to come back around. Probably wondering where can I find Studio B on social media? We do have Instagram at underscore underscore studio underscore B underscore underscore because Studio B was already taken. (laughs) And there you can find out all the details on what is happening and what shows are coming up and who our guests are going to be. We do also have Facebook at Studio B Podcast. You can check us out and like us there. And there are links to our programs on Facebook too. We are available on Spotify and Buzzsprout for now, but working towards getting onto some more platforms. Thanks for listening to Studio B. Let's get back to it. I think collaboration is definitely key, especially during these, I hate saying interesting or weird times because everybody says that, but it's true. They are interesting times, you know? And right now, how important is collaboration with each other? It's everything, I guess. Like, it always is, but like, it's keeping me sane being able to write with people all the time, which is great. But interestingly about COVID, like, obviously, I used to gig full time, more or less, and gigged all the time. Uh, and that took a huge hit with COVID. I'm still gigging a bit, but not even half as much. But the collaboration songwriting side of things, like at least doubled during COVID. It was crazy. Like I met so many people I never would have met had COVID not happened. Because, uh, you know, like everybody was down to do Zooms. People from across the country were looking to write with new people. And, you know, the opportunity just started presenting themselves to collaborate that weren't is there as much before. So like it was pretty crazy silver lining to the whole situation. But 
I got a lot more collaborating in because of COVID, I would say. I've heard that from a lot of people saying, we finally got to work with so-and-so. We finally got to check out some time with whomever, you know, and they were so excited about it. And I think that is incredible. And they're really proud of the work that they were able to do with these people. And you're proud of the work that you've done with these other talented people as well. And, you know, you got to be curious and you always got to stay curious on who you can work with and who you can collaborate with. And curiosity did not kill the cat. No, and it, you know, it never hurts to ask. If someone doesn't want to work with you, they're not going to work with you. And like, you know, people aren't generally pissed off if you just ask them. You know, I always do. I always ask people. And like, I get shot down a lot, but you know, sometimes I don't and it turns into something awesome. So just like keep shooting your shot. That's what it's all about. <laughs> and I also feel like, you know, if, if you're not vibing in a room with somebody, the other person is definitely feeling that as well of like, well, maybe this person isn't my kind of person to write with like you're still friends and you still want to be networking professionals together and you still want to work together somehow but you can't specifically write with them if a person is kind of feeling that and they're not too sure if the other person is feeling that how should they professionally let that other person know of like I feel like we're just not the right fit I almost feel like it's as easy as saying that we're just not the right fit I want to still be professional with you and help you out with your music and your career and support you but writing together, collaborating together, is just not going to work out. Would you say that's a good way to kind of have the conversation? I, it generally depends. Like if you don't reach out to the other person, they don't reach out to you either to set up a follow-up, then you're probably in the clear and don't need to worry about it. At that point, you can just like be friends, professional acquaintances with a person and like no harm, no foul. But if the other person wants to write with you again and work with you, like people only have so much time, right? You, you can't do everything. As long as you're polite and just like, hey, like, you know, I just don't really feel like we gelled really enjoy spending time with you as a person respect what you're doing it's just like i don't think it's working with what i'm doing as long as you say it in a polite and considerate way i don't see anything wrong with that at all like would you rather do that or waste both your time by like doing something that you know isn't gonna benefit either you in the long run it's okay to say as well like sorry i just don't have time right now people are asking you to write and it's not something that you are willing to make time for then that's okay because you can't make time for everybody. So, you know, those aren't always easy conversations to have, but the more you write and the more people your name gets out there, the more you're going to have to do that. So get comfortable saying no because it's necessary. Somebody didn't work out in the end. It could be somebody, anybody, but they can't just shut that door on that project and say, well, this is never going to work out. There are so many people out there that want to work with them or that may not have thought of working with them. But if you approach them like, yeah, let's do it. I've, I've been thinking about you for a while or you know what, let's give it a shot. Let's see how we work. And that's kind of how collaboration works. And I think people should definitely try that out. They should never shut doors on something. They should keep giving it a shot if they're passionate about it. You only ever get to the yes through the no's. You get rejected, you got to learn to love it as much as you can. You got to learn to be like, all right, I'm one step closer to that yes coming around the bend. Like, you know, that's okay. You just can't get discouraged. I know it's easy to say, but like you, you know, getting rejected is fine. It's it's part of it. You can't let that get to your head. And like all uh, something that really stuck with me through the years was in 2016, the first time I went to Nashville, I went to the Nashville Songwriters Association conference down there. So I figured it'd be a good place to meet people. And they had Shane McAnally speaking. Who, I, if you're not familiar with who he is, he's like got like 40 number ones uh, as a writer down there. He's huge. He used to be an artist on a record label, but and he was closeted gay at the time. You know, he was always living in fear of like, oh, if this artist finds out, he's not going to want to cut my song and all that kind of stuff. And just like, eventually he just stopped caring about that and just like screw it. And that's when he got successful. But what he said was like, you know, the reason I'm standing up here today talking to you guys is that I was just willing to be the last man standing. Like 
everybody else around me when they heard the no's eventually they just quit and i just like yep give me another no and just like he just kept going and then he eventually became the kingpin of nashville as they call him so yeah i've seen his name come up more recently on more and more projects and even just more and more on dmds and on our streaming services that we get our music from and i'm thinking this guy you know i didn't know who he was at first but i definitely he caught my attention because i just kept seeing his name pop up more and more and that is also a thing about collaboration you know if you're if people hear about you enough a number of times they're definitely going to take a look at you whether it is with somebody else under your belt with you or it is solo exactly quickly back to the rejection thing too like the backstreet boys got rejected by like every major label in the world i'm pretty sure like 60 different record labels or something and then when they finally got picked up all those labels were kicking themselves so like sometimes people don't know anything right <laughs> that's kind of thing you just you can't be afraid to hear no and you have to expect it almost you know you can't just sit there and be like everyone's gonna love me because they're not and i want to bring up again the the sharing of music i mean i work in radio so we share music all the time and i'm super fortunate to be able to feature artists on various different shows and also in our Alberta rotation and in our One to Watch Wednesday feature. But even sharing music as an artist really helps out other people. And from what I heard, and I'm not going to say any numbers because I'm not 100% sure about this, but it actually does gain people more spins. It gains people more listens and also more recognition. So do you know the numbers that, or have you seen any numbers from when you've had somebody share your music? Have you seen them go up after a person shared them? Or have you seen anything sort of increase after somebody shared your stuff? Yeah, there's definitely been a couple times, like it can be very hit or miss with that. Like I've had, you know, more prominent artists, you know, share stuff or like promo me and it not result in too many. And then people who would have like a dedicated following, but aren't as big, share my stuff and it kind of blow up a little bit. And then both the biggest one of those I ever got was there's a girl named Katie Van Slyke who lives in uh, Nolensville, Tennessee. And I met her when I was in Nashville and her friends. And like, we went to hang out at her place and we filmed a little cover video of playing smooth by Florida George line. She posted on her Instagram and I got like hundreds of followers the next day. She was more like a, an influencer kind of account, I guess. So that was interesting, but you never know like what your fans are going to resonate with or like, you know, where you're going to find new fans. So like that's every time somebody shares this stuff, that's an opportunity for a new fan or two to come to your music. And like, you can never take that for granted. What I love seeing is whenever someone brings out a new song all over Instagram for two days, you know, that song is everywhere. And it's just so good to see. And I've been seeing a lot more often. But also I've noticed that there are a few artists out there that they expect everybody to share their stuff and love them, but then they don't really do the same back, you know? Like you don't see them sharing any songs or any music from other artists, but when they have a new single out, I've actually got messages, why aren't so what are you gonna do? Are you gonna are you gonna share my song? And I'm thinking, you know, like I've gotten that message and it's kind of weird, but have have you ever seen that? Like have you ever kind of found that with a few artists? Oh yeah, tons, you know, where somebody will be, I thought we had a good musical relationship or I thought they'd like my stuff. And then like, you know, I promoted their stuff a bunch and then they, you know, new single of mine comes out and yeah, I get squat from them and like, that's okay. Like, you know, if you don't want to share my stuff, that's fine. But like, it's kind of indicative of like, well, you don't want your followers to know that you like my stuff or like, you don't think it's good or what. So like, I don't know. I've, I've seen that a lot of times and ultimately you can't really put too much stock in what people post on social media, but like, if, if you want my support and respect, like if you want to have maintain a relationship with people and you got to go out of your way to like support the people you think are good. If they don't support you, maybe it's indicative of like, well, am I wasting my time with this person? Like, you know, do they really have my back? 
it, it, you know, it can show a lot for sure. It's one of those things where just like maybe they're, you just know better not to work with them the next time or kind of think about working with them the next time or. There's the people that, you know, like, okay, you look at my stories every single day. I know you're seeing this, like, you know, you're choosing not to promote my stuff. Cause like, what you didn't want me to fail or whatever it is. Like, it's just weird vibes sometimes, you know, and I don't like that. It's definitely not happened a lot recently, which is good. Like, I haven't really heard any stories about it, but I've definitely had that experience where, you know, we're not always going to post right away. Like, not like as soon as the song comes out, we're busy in the morning, we're busy till later in the afternoon. We haven't got there just yet, you know, but we're going to do it eventually. So I always make sure I listen to the song first and check it out. And then I always really do like it. But my last uh, question for you, and it's a big, big Big question. What would you like to continue to bring to the music industry as a performer, as a songwriter, and as an artist? I guess bottom line of that for me is like why I'm doing music is music is kind of, it's been sort of my best friend throughout my life. It's kind of like helped me at my lowest points and, you know, taken me to my highest points, not playing music, even just listening to music. Like music makes me feel so deeply when I listen to it and has been there for me at those really hard moments and those really great moments. And I just want to be able to write songs that can do that same thing for people that are there at their best and their worst times of their life. The collaboration thing we were talking about earlier, just like, it's not always easy to do, but I, as much as I can, I want to just be a force for good in terms of like being able to work with people and try and bring out the best in them and have them bring out the best in the best in me sorry <laughs> just like have them pass it on to other people you know if I can have a positive songwriting experience with somebody and then they go on and develop a good relationship with somebody else because of that and just kind of you know maintain that positivity I think that'd be great one thing that I'm just trying to I really am trying to focus on with myself is putting the craft first and hopefully you know letting that speak for itself and letting everything else be dictated by that. And like, if I can work with other people who are in that same mindset and who love the craft as much, then I think we can create something cool. And I think our scene will be a lot better if people just in generally focus on that and focus on being the best songwriters they can and writing the songs that mean the most to them and being the best vocalist they possibly can. The other stuff follows from that. But ultimately, I just, a lot of people that I love and respect in the industry that have done great things for me, I just want to be there for those people, support those people and show those people I care. And, you know, hopefully I get some of that back and hopefully some of that gets passed on to somebody else. That is a really great answer. And I guess this is the last question officially. Where can everybody find you on social media? Most of my handles are, if you just look up Aaron Pollock Music, my Instagram handle is Aaron Pollock Music. So that's A-A-R-O-N-P-O-L-L-O-C-K music uh, my twitter handle is a pollock music you can find me on facebook i have a website www.aaronpollock.ca follow me on spotify and apple music I and mean, if you want to check out the songs that i've done as a songwriter not as an artist i have a playlist of those up on my spotify as well uh, so you can find that all there if you have any questions you can email me at aaron at aaronpollock.ca <laughs>